0: It's finally happened. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson gets a six-game suspension. Was it long enough? Will the NFL try to appeal? And, of course, how many games can this Cleveland Browns team win this season? we got all that and much more on today's episode of Locked On NFL.
1: You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team...
0: Every day. What is going on, NFL fans? Welcome into another episode of Locked On NFL, your daily podcast covering the National Football League. Thank you, as always, for being Locked On NFL, which is a part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, a part of, or your first listen of the day. Today uh, It is Tuesday, which means you've got Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL, your daily host of Locked on Vikings, and myself, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, Nola, daily host of Can You Guess?, yeah, it's Locked on Saints. If you're watching <laughs> on YouTube, you can't miss it. We're very grateful to be able to be here with all of you today. I feel like we should do a little bit of a content warning here, Luke, because yeah, today's episode is going to be entirely about Deshaun Watson, the suspension that he was given, where it came from, was it long enough, all these other things. And so we should just mention that like there's going to be some sensitive Parts of this conversation that are going to come up, some words that we're not necessarily uh, excited to say, but that will come up, like the misconduct around all this and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. just a fair warning to everybody that's listening. Like, we respect you, and but we, we're going to bring you this story.
1: It, it, yeah, If this is the kind of thing that you, like, can't listen to, we'll see you tomorrow. We get it.
0: Yeah, we understand. <laughs> yeah. We understand. But hopefully hopefully we'll be able to kind of guide this through as respectfully as possible and, you know, with uh with regard to all of you that are that are listening or that are watching. So, Luke, the bottom line here is Deshaun Watson in his 20 plus cases of effectively predatory sexual misconduct has been given a 6-game suspension officially by the independent sort of arbitrators Mm -hmm. that were a part of this whole conversation so is this what you expected from the NFL did you expect more did you expect less kind of where are you sitting with all of this I really had no idea what to expect because Mm -hmm. this is
1: the first major very public application of the new player conduct policy Mm -hmm. with the independent arbitrator, in this case, uh, Judge Sue Robinson, jointly appointed by the NFL and the NFLPA. So both of them agreed on this. This is not Roger Goodell being judge, jury, executioner, Mm -hmm. like back in the days of like Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson. And Sean Payton. Um, (coughs) Excuse me, sorry about that. (laughs) Well, um, and so I had no idea what to expect. Yeah. The, I guess... The, the, the s- crux of the statement from Judge Robinson was um, that this is the biggest suspension ever levied for a, quote, nonviolent uh, sexual misconduct allegation. I guess those, those are the words that, that were strange. very carefully picked out. A very yeah. careful combination of words that kind of threads a needle. And that's why it's six games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a lot different. If you compare it to something like Calvin Ridley, which a lot of people are doing, Calvin Ridley bets on a Falcons parlay, which is punishment enough, and then he gets a year. Um, and then like you have to watch a Falcons game. I don't. know. Uh, yikes! But the, I, I
0: watch at least two a year.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but like, so he gets a year for that, and Deshaun Watson gets six games for being, I guess, I have to say, an alleged, mm-hmm. uh. Serial sexual predator Mm -hmm. that's clearly one transgression is a lot worse than the other. But what I think we have to keep in mind is that this is not the judicial system. This is the NFL and the NFL prioritizes its own product, which means that something like sports gambling or PEDs that jeopardize its own product are going to be met with harsher punishments than something that is unbecoming of an NFL superstar, of course. Mm And something that they, uh, but like the NFL, unfortunately is the moral arbitrator in everything and it shouldn't be that way, but it is that way. But we have to remember that the NFL's priority here is not to serve justice. It's to protect its product because it is a company and not a
0: state. (laughs) Yeah, which is one of the reasons why like the suspension for Calvin Ridley was as drastic as it was because that was the NFL suspending a player for jeopardizing the integrity of the NFL, right? Yeah. So that was almost like if if I was the judge in my own case, right, to where, like, I felt like I was wronged, Luke, I decided to sue you because right. of something, and then I was the judge <laughs> when yeah. I did that. Like, that's that. This was a different situation to where, as you mentioned, it was the first ever sort of – um uh, I guess, use of the new process, which the NFL can still appeal now and say, hey, we don't like the six game suspension. We would like for it to be longer and they could appeal this decision and potentially get a longer suspension out of it, though it seems that that would be unlikely considering they're already calling this the, you know, Long, longest suspension or or whatever for whatever nonviolent sexual misconduct is. That's a line I'm not very comfortable drawing personally, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: definitely. And that's not something that I'm going to try to uh,
0: no, litigate that's not, that's not that's not reason, that one. But, yeah. but the NFL could potentially at this point appeal and say, hey, we'd like this to be longer.
1: They could. Um, I'm with you. I don't think that they will. It seems like Judge Robinson made quite an effort to make this something that the NFL wouldn't appeal by mm-hmm. pointing out, hey, you know this is uh, of this kind of crime, which they very specifically laid out, like this is the biggest one we've ever done. and so you can't possibly ask me for more. like that seems like the tone in the, mm-hmm. the subtext of the actual like um, the, the actual release. Uh, so I don't know if they will appeal it. Um, I think we kind of knew that this was going to be a smaller suspension than we expected when the NFLPA and Deshaun Watson jointly released a statement saying, well, we're not going to appeal that. And you right. kind of felt like they were going to be satisfied. Now, they say that they wanted zero games and that they think that last year should count as time served and whatever. Um, But when they said we're not going to appeal it, that tells me a little more that they, they are pretty satisfied with this and that they, they think that that is as good as they're going to get. So maybe the NFL would conversely not be as happy, but to speculate on it, I'd probably be guessing about people's thoughts on the matter that I don't really know.
0: Yeah. There was a time where, when we talked about this, this whole situation, we talked about Deshaun Watson, potentially never stepping on an NFL football field again. I didn't think that that was ever actually going to be the reality. This is effectively what I expected because my like kind of faith in the NFL to make a moral decision is very, I don't really have yeah you that, shouldn't be hanging you know, your I mean, hat on that yeah I'm not resting any laurels on the NFL and their moral compass at all and so now like you have a six game suspension no fine he can only get massages from um team from appointed. club appointed yeah
1: and and in like only in club facilities and stuff right. which means you can't just be like going around DMing people on Instagram and mm-hmm. that it seems like a that's an interesting measure to try to prevent a possible problem um don't think about it too hard though
0: <laughs> yeah don't don't worry about it it's all good yeah so I, I think the next piece of all of this is like now that we know this how do we feel about everything that the Cleveland Browns gave up to get Deshaun Watson does this all all of a sudden yeah make sense so we'll jump to that next
1: yeah there's a lot of different like facets of This particular decision that we've all been waiting on and now we can kind of dive in and analyze what's going to be like how what do we predict for the Browns what Mm -hmm. do do we think that they overpaid or whatever what happens for those first six games and we will talk about all of this we're going to get into the football angle on all of this as gross as it all feels we'll still do it (laughs) Um, but before we get into that look if you're probably gonna get some betting lines on the Browns now and Bet online is where you can find those. So if you can stomach it, go for it. Uh, you can probably find over-unders for, for passing yards at this point. You can find where they're going to finish in their division, first, second, third, fourth, um, over-under win totals, will they make the playoffs and all that stuff. Kind of a tough one to figure out, but if it, by week seven, we're going to be watching Deshaun Watson play football in Orange. Whether you're okay with that or not, it's going to be on your TV. Um, so if you want to start – Getting into that, I mean, the season is coming up. You can bet on that stuff with any team. You can bet on baseball, WNBAs. Both of those things are getting close to their playoffs. Um, golf, tennis, MMA, whatever. You can find all of that stuff at betonline.net,
0: where the game starts. All right, everybody, we're continuing on with another episode of Locked on NFL. Thanks again, as always, make making Locked on NFL your first listen of the day, every day. I feel the urge to tell you to also go and check out the Locked on Women's Basketball Show. As well, so yeah. just saying that, because uh, we were talking about Hell the WNBA yeah. in Medellin. Uh, we actually do cover women's basketball here on the network, so go and check out Locked yes. on Women's Basketball. Um, all right, so I, spicy. Yeah, right? It's been a spicy here. Oh, it's <laughs> been fun. <laughs> it's been yeah. fun. My uh, WNBA League Pass tab is always open. It's Hell one yeah. of those tabs I never close. It's a good one. All right, so we're continuing on with the Deshaun Watson conversation. Uh, Before we hit the exact on-field stuff, let's talk a little bit or break down a little bit more about what happened before the season and kind of what we know now. The Cleveland Mm -hmm. Browns giving up just about everything that they have uh, to get Deshaun Mm -hmm. Watson to Cleveland and then also gave him that big old guaranteed contract, $230 million or or whatever. Um, Now that we know this and we know that Deshaun Watson is only going to miss six games— it kind of, what the Cleveland Browns gave up and what they gave him, it all all of a sudden makes sense, right?
1: I mean, it does. And it, I don't know if it was ever, I mean, there was always the the risk that they were taking. Because here's the thing. The Browns didn't know. They, right. They didn't know. Nobody knew what the, and Deshaun Watson, did, Goodell didn't know what Judge Robinson was going to do. Right. Um. But, so they, they took a risk that he could have been suspended for two years and you would have been totally out of luck. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is the way the contract was designed shifted a lot of Deshaun Watson's cash flow into future years,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: kind of anticipating that he would be suspended without pay, and so let's make sure that your pay isn't this year, which is, that's a very sympathetic move.
0: That's greasy. and.
1: Well, yep. So I think what what I just what I have to say, and we've said it a whole bunch here, but in this particular episode where we're talking about the actual suspension and the conclusion of the matter, ostensibly, what I have to say is that it is very clear that the Cleveland Browns are OK with who Deshaun Watson is. Now, yep. If they genuinely and earnestly think that he didn't do it. And this is actually just the most organized character assassination in, in the history of sports. Um, and if they truly honest to God think that, then sure. But I don't know. I have some oceanfront property in Oklahoma to sell you. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I just don't buy it. I, yeah. I think that the Cleveland Browns just don't care. I yeah. think they just say, yeah, whatever you do off the field, as long as it doesn't make it so that you can't come on and score touchdowns for us and sell us tickets, then we're okay with that. And I bet if you gave him a, gave Andrew Barry a truth serum and started talking to him, I bet you'd get an answer just like that. Yeah. And I, I, not to relate this to my own team, but my Vikings are now run by an Andrew Bear, by basically Andrew Berry's protege. And he had a very a lot of really, really similar thoughts when they drafted somebody at uh, Ingram who had some right. problems of his own um, from, from back at his time at LSU. Uh and not to get into all of that, but the response was very similar. It was very much say kind of the right things as much as you have to to get out of the press conference and then just kind of hope everybody starts to- stops talking about this afterwards. And otherwise, behavior, actions-wise, there isn't really anything that tells me that the Cleveland Browns genuinely care. Now, they care about you thinking that they care, mm-hmm. but I don't think they care. They're going to pay him. They're going to start him, and they're going to maybe they make the playoffs. And look, by week nine, we're going to have seen a few games of Deshaun Watson. Everybody's got him on their fantasy teams. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to stop caring too.
0: that tone is going to change really, really quickly. Once he gets out on the field, that's for sure. And I think that a lot of that's going to start of course with at the epicenter of all of it, which will be Cleveland. But I think that'll permeate outside of the, outside of the market. You, we look now also at all the other teams that were in interested in pursuing Deshaun Watson, the new Orleans saints, for instance, the Atlanta Falcons, the mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers, Panthers and others, um, like you mentioned none of these teams knew oh he's only going to get a six game suspension but a lot of them were willing to take the risk a lot of them were willing to roll the dice because to package ready yep right because to them the idea here was all right don't have him for a year don't have him for half a year but then after that we have a franchise quarterback in the building right that's Mm -hmm. what they're looking at and kind of that same attitude of you know hey maybe eventually they're just not going to be talking about this anymore. Now, the big thing that I think is always going to be the large question mark is going to be, can he stay out of trouble moving
1: forward? That's, and and I don't, I think they're, like, the Browns seem to think that, look, once this is over, all we're going to deal with is replies to our tweets about touchdowns. Right. And they don't care about that. But if he gets in trouble, if he gets caught doing something, if some, if there comes another accusation and there comes another violation of the conduct policy and now... Once you've become a repeat offender, all the li- limits on, you know, you can only do this many, all the limits go out the window and they can just throw the book at you. Mm-hmm. And that is where the Brown, that's what the Browns are really going to be concerned with. Yes. And their behavior tells me that they are not concerned with that. And, and they probably did a bunch of work on that. Hey, is he going to get suspended again? They care about that. Mm-hmm. Not did he do it, but will he do it again?
0: Yep. 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 That's going to be the biggest thing you you look at, you know, everything in terms of caveat right now is first time offense, nonviolent X, Y, and Z, things like that. But then once this becomes, if it became a recurring thing, then all of a sudden we're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. that's a team that loses 2023, loses 2024. And then all of a sudden, it's the worst trade in NFL history, at that point, right, or right. one of the worst trades in NFL history. At that point, as of right, right now, they get out of this six games, and then you know, starting week seven, they're they're in a in where they want to be.
1: Yeah, and, and the bummer, the the tragedy of all of this is nobody asked for this. Texans fans didn't ask for this. Browns fans right. didn't ask for this. Especially female fans of the Texans and Browns didn't mm-hmm. ask for this. Um, you know, people with similar experiences in their lives that this is dredging up old fit. Like, nobody asked for any of that. And that sucks. Um, And beyond it, it's a seismic shift in the landscape of the AFC. The Texans' outlook on life is completely different now that they have all this capital and they are now in an equipped rebuild. Mm -hmm. And the Browns are now in a Super Bowl window. (laughs) And that... I mean, there is a non-zero chance this Woof. dude's hoisting a Lombardi, and we have to emotionally prepare for it. <laughs> um, but, like, it's uh, this is such an interesting thing from a football cost value and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, imagining a trade like this for somebody like Mahomes or Josh Allen, who isn't a sex pest, uh, right. is like, oh my god, right? Like, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you can't really focus on that conversation because it feels like you're obfuscating something way more important. But like, this changes everything in the AFC. And especially now that we know that, barring a future offense, this is pretty much going to be... Six games in the grand scheme of things is nothing. This is... Maybe that that kills one season. Maybe it kills one season. Or maybe they start off one and five and make a big old comeback. People have done that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, 2023... It's just the Deshaun Deshaun Watson-led Browns. And I don't think people will forget about this the way that they have forgotten about other sexual misconduct Mm -hmm. problems with other players, right? There are definitely a lot of players in the NFL whose past transgressions follow them forever. And I think this deserves to be one of those cases. For sure. But we are going to, like, I don't know if you ask me, there there is no price I wouldn't pay if I got to trade for Patrick Mahomes. And mm-hmm. if you take the take the off field out of it for a moment, I don't think the Browns made a bad deal. Put the off field back in. Jesus, guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And you know, look, this is a Cleveland Browns. Also like you reference players that have passed that either do stick around or don't stick around. Cleveland Browns have one of those players on their roster before they traded for, Mm. uh, traded for Deshaun Watson. So, like, they've also shown a propensity to be 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 willing to deal in situations like this. Now, how will that all translate in two thousand and twenty two? Immediately, when it comes to success, that'll be the I guess the final piece of the conversation is the on on field replicate uh, or uh, repercussions of all of this.
1: Mm -hmm. Which that's probably what we should kind of get into here is okay we've we've done the bummer let's talk about how this like this matters to Bengals fans and Steelers fans Mm -hmm. and Jags and Colts fans like this that matters to them in a a way that I, I wouldn't want to forget about them either
0: yeah absolutely so we'll get to that here as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked On NFL all right, everybody. Continuing on and wrapping up today's episode of Locked On NFL. Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL, myself Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. Um, all right, Luke. So the Carolina Panthers, New York Jets, Pittsburgh Steelers, Atlanta Falcons, Los Angeles Chargers, New England Patriots. That is the half dozen games that Deshaun Watson will miss in a Cleveland Browns uniform. Getting to the on-field conversation here, the football conversation. How many wins and losses do you see through those first six games for a Jacoby Brissett-led Cleveland Browns? Um,
1: I I don't hate Jacoby Brissett. Like me either. He's not a starter, but and he's been here before. And oh, oops, I have to start a season that you didn't think I was going to start. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of hard to think of a person who's better for this particular situation. <laughs>
0: There's three. Um, there's there there there. I think that right now there's like a top tier, like a tier one of backup quarterbacks in the NFL, and I think Jacob Brissett's sets in that top tier. I I think I would agree.
1: Um, and here's the deal, you got a couple little cupcakes on here. Mm-hmm. Um, Panthers, they're mm. in hell. Falcons in a worse hell. Uh huh. Like um, you got a Deshaun or uh, what, Baker Mayfield and uh, Sam Darnold camp competition? Yep. This is dark, and <laughs> it's not even the darkest <laughs> situation in the division, and the Browns play both of those teams. The st- Like, oh, my God. Justin Herbert is the best quarterback that they play in mm-hmm. that uh, setup, and the next best is Mac Jones? Mac Jones.
0: I don't know. I would, man. T- I would put Mac Jones above Baker Mayfield. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, then, yes. so then, to me, I'd the think about it, but probably. Be, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It's a conversation for sure, but.
1: Um and, and then what you have whatever Marcus Mariota's got because Desmond Ritter's not starting by week five Mm-mm. or week four, uh, you've got, Jesus uh, Mitch Trubisky or <laughs> God forbid Mason Rudolph or a Kenny like- Pickett. Good. Well, no, it sounds like not, because he's with the threes that right is, now. That has not in, gone in well Pittsburgh. so far. Um, And then Zach Wilson? Like, Jesus. Right. Uh, So, it, it, like, good draw. The the Browns have a really good draw here. And then the second they hit the meat of the hard part of the Ravens, Bengals, frisky Dolphins team, Bills, Bucks, that's when they get Deshaun Watson back. Mm-hmm. Um, So... I think there, you can get through that stretch with Jacoby Brissett and be 3-3. Three and three, And then you have a bunch of incredibly hard games even with Deshaun Watson. So I don't think you're going, and then they go, and then they rip off four or five wins and they're chilling. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Browns can absolutely make a run at this thing. And they can maybe be one of those teams. I'm probably picking the Bengals to win the division right now. Mm, um, same. Maybe the Ravens. But they can be one of those teams that gets in as a sixth seed and is way better than their record says they are because they had to play six games without the quarterback at the beginning of the year. Yeah.
0: And they're playing in a very loaded AFC as well. I mean, yeah, you know, like that AFC is going to be a lot of red water in the AFC. this year. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. The sure. sixth seed in the AFC means you are bestowed upon you a trip to like Buffalo. Right. And uh Oh, <laughs> like that's really difficult, but you've got Deshaun Watson in that game. Um, Yeah, that's so. I I think there's definitely a chance, Um, but
0: I'll tell you, there's a lot of
1: ifs in that as well. It could be three and three, and I I don't know what you got three, three more. If you're three and three by week six, you can afford to lose what three, four more games before you're on the cusp of playoff. Like, you got to be kind of perfect.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that the Cleveland Browns legitimately could go four and two in the first six weeks without Deshaun Watson. I because of be how, shocked. because of how much I I believe in Jacoby Brissett, but also just these just that first four games: Carolina Panthers, mm-hmm. New York Jets, Pittsburgh Steelers, Atlanta Falcons. They're all in, like you said, they're all in hell. And then you have the Los Angeles Chargers and the New England Patriots, which I think are the two losses. And then you get Deshaun Watson back for the Baltimore Ravens and Cincinnati Bengals games, which might be losses. And then you're you're getting by by the skin of your teeth in the AFC from that point forward. And everything. Yeah. So you're really, really having to trudge out, you know, tough games against Miami and Buffalo and Tampa all in a row right after the bye week.
1: Yeah. You need Deshaun Watson to come in and immediately go on a tear. Like mm-hmm. you need to basically just like hit fire right off the bat. No breakfast balls, no oops, I gotta get my chemistry down with my uh with my receivers, like mm-hmm. all that stuff. You don't have any time for that. You're gonna have to rattle off like six wins immediately, even if you do go four and two. Um, but I will say, and I we should add, the Browns have a very good roster mm-hmm. and a very good coach, and that's the kind of thing that
0: can win game. I mean, they made the playoffs with Baker. Yep, <laughs> like, that's that's one of the reasons why I actually think they can walk away with four wins out of the first six is because yeah. it's more than just the quarterback position in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Like the team is good, the defense yeah. is really Garrett, good. Miles Garrett, JOK, yeah, huh award they just gave that gave that uh extension to they're probably going to see a healthy grant delpit this year everything yeah. as well yeah. the offense they, you know they brought in amari cooper they've got oh, that's um, right. yeah then they've got of course nick chubb kareem hunt i mean like they still have an offense that's going to be nick chubb the who will be the number one running back in 2022 by the way that's that's my yeah. that's my big claim for the 2022 season like this is still a really good team regardless of what's going on at quarterback and
1: Kevin Stefanski running a, you know, play-action-heavy system, a lot of two tight ends, a lot of running game. Like, mm-hmm. this is not a system that requires God himself at quarterback. Right. Um, you know, you Jacoby Brissett can run a wide zone. That's yep. absolutely within his skill set. So I think there is a world where they, they are definitely in it. Now, you know, tough AFC, a lot yep. of things can happen. I do want to take a moment and just mention that the Texans kind of uh, escaped... Hell here, and good for them. Um, yeah, they for got out real. of this. The Tex- I mean, look, it's been so dark for Hughes. Like Texans fans are suffering. Um, they're starving. They, they've they been left out in the desert for years, and they finally have an oasis of a whole bunch of draft picks. And no, they're not going to be competitive this year, and they haven't been competitive for a while. You're used to that. But oh my God, there's finally a light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Mm, the mm. problem
1: is they still have Jack Easterby in the building. Um, so he'll find <laughs> a way to wonder how they'll blow it. But at least at right now, there is a reason to be hopeful for Texans fans. And I, yeah. if I were a Texans fan, I would be drinking that in while I can.
0: <laughs> yeah, look, they, they, got the, they got the Brandon Cooks extension in. There's a lot of belief in the building right now in terms of Davis Mills at least being able to carry them through 2022. You've got two really, really good quarterback classes on the way and everything, even you know, if he doesn't pan out. And you have all of this draft fodder now. To be able to do something with, and you don't have a quarterback that is, you know, looming over your franchise uh, with a dark cloud and everything. So like they're in a really good position. All of a sudden now, uh, it's going to be really interesting week thirteen when. The Browns travel to take on the Houston Texans. Uh, <laughs> that would be the first time that the Texans will really get thrust into the forefront of this dialogue, is at that mm-hmm. point. But imagine if the Texans win that game.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would be utterly hilarious, and we'll all be rooting <laughs> for it. it won't but if happened, I'm a Texans right? fan, I'm perfectly fine losing that one by 30. Oh, sure. Yeah, take 100%. him. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, battle, no. Better draft selection.
0: Battle, not the war. Yeah. yeah, yeah Which yeah. <laughs> actually,
1: that game doesn't matter to their draft selection because win or lose, they're getting both the picks from it.
0: Right. Right. So it's an interesting one. But yeah. No, look, I, I think that the, I think the Cleveland Browns have it in front of them to be a double-digit win team in 2022, yeah. even without old Deshaun uh, with Jacoby at the helm for the beginning of the season and i think there's a good chance that how talented this roster is the vehicle around the driver the quarterback will allow them to be in a good position Mm -hmm. coming out of the first six games to maximize what they can get over on the back half and that gives them an opportunity Mm -hmm. to potentially challenge for the division but to very likely in the very least be in that playoff race Mm -hmm. in the afc
1: I wonder how it affects the rest of the players in the Browns locker room, knowing that you are now full on the bad guys of the NFL. You are the villain everybody is rooting for, rooting against, and that it has nothing to do with you. Like, it's not, oh, they hate us because they ain't us. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. like this. Like, I thought the Saints took that, that your Saints were great at that. They Mm -hmm. always, we're the villains. We wear all black, we... Uh, you know, we do the bike thing in your face. You know, we're Sean Payton's a big troll. Like we're the heel, <laughs> and and you hate us because you can't beat us. And they like made it a rallying cry. You know, yep. or even go back to like the Raiders of the seventies that the Just oh, Win Baby 100%. and all that. But for the Browns, it's yeah, but 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 it's different with the Browns. They're not a villain because of the way they because of the character of them. You know, if if I'm greedy Williams. Everybody hates me, and it has nothing to do with me. It's not my fault, and I also didn't create this for myself, so I can't even use it to put a chip on my shoulder. I don't know how that affects the locker room emotionally,
0: um, but that is also something to watch. That's a really, really good point. It's a really good point. And I think that like there's something else about that, too, in the division. right? As a division opponent, now all of a sudden, if you're the Bengals, you're the Steelers, you're the Ravens, you're the good guys. Yeah, there's a pressure on that. Yeah, you get to go out there and beat up the bad guys twice a season. And stuff, and then these other AFC opponents around, like they get now that same lift to where all of a sudden, no matter what, even if you're not favored, you're still the favorite going into mm-hmm. the matchup against the Cleveland Browns. So it'll be interesting. Uh, I could share real quick before we wrap up uh, the uh, Cleveland Browns' first game against the Carolina Panthers. Now has odds over on Bet Online. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are underdogs plus one. Interesting wow. enough. Wow. Um Week two against the New York Jets, they're favored minus four and a half because the Jets are a disaster. So Because the sense. Jets are a disaster. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: I mean, the Panthers are a disaster too, but I, I don't know. You, you might get a little extra out of Baker Mayfield in that one. Oh,
0: yeah. You get the revenge game for Baker right off the bat. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, what a time to be that, alive.
1: <laughs> what, what a time. <laughs> Look, at the very least, we don't have to have this stupid conversation that much anymore. <laughs> and... We don't have to like this is a football show and I would much rather be talking about football than what football players do mm-hmm. outside of football. Yeah. Um, so I hope we can just like return to that in a way like that isn't forgetting what happened um, and that isn't, you know, sweeping anything under the rug. Mm-hmm. But in a way that we as fans who, again, we did not ask for this, get to just <laughs> enjoy the sport we like. And I mm-hmm. have to have all this other stuff draped on top of it um, but, sure. eh, in a way. That's the nature of sports. Um, tomorrow you get Tony and James. There's all sorts of camp updates coming up. There's contracts being signed left and right. I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of stuff to talk about. So make sure you tune into the locked on NFL podcast tomorrow um shoot i'm gonna plug it minnesota football party just released on uh, the locked on minnesota sports channel so go check that out you can find it on youtube or wherever you find podcasts see y'all tomorrow um here on the locked on nfl podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day